Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland. Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Terry Johnson. Terry is the Community and Mission Integration Vice President and also uh, with us is Shane Bochelle, who is Human Resources Executive, both from Advanced Health in Portland. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, guys. Hey, it's glad, good to, be, to here. be here. Thank Excellent. You. So, Terry, let's get started with you and tell me about your role and, and what you do at Advanced Health. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm a native Oregonian, born at OSHU, uh, our partner hospital. And I'm nice. in charge of what we call a mission and community integration, uh, making sure one is that our mission at the hospital, uh, since we're a faith-based hospital, making sure that if a person wants a um, spiritual care piece, only if they want that, that that is always offered to them. And the second part with community involvement of making sure that we're actually involved in our community. And how, do, how are you involved in the community? What's, what's one of your biggest things? Uh, one of our biggest things is that every, um, every year we have a community well-being group, and we partner with a group known as the Healthy Columbia Willamette Association, and they help us to determine what are uh, the areas of needs in our community. And, uh, for example, last year it came back where there were 50 needs, and then our community narrows it down, Our excuse me, our committee narrows it down to four areas that we can actually feel that we can make a difference with. Uh, one is access to food, access to ha- uh, health, uh, substance, and housing. And so uh, we use our resources, we partner with organizations in the community of trying to make a difference um, with those different organizations that are doing that. How did you get started in your healthcare career? Oh, I started um, um, a kind of a crazy story is that at age 15, um, I had to shadow someone um, for a work project for my English 101 class. And I happened uh, to be close to a hospital, the hospital I'm at right now, and walked across the street and there was a particular lady by the name of Beulah Stevens, who was a secretary, who decided to show me around the hospital and say, hey, you can do this. And that Beulah, for one week, introduced me to the hospital world at 15. And fast forward, I'm retired military, uh, received a call back 
with this new type of program called Mission Integration, once again, finding organizations that are doing great in the community. And I was asked to come back um, as vice president. Excellent. What a, what a delightful path. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, let me ask you the same question. Tell me about your role at Adventist Health. So I oversee the people function um, at Adventist Health. Um, I've been with the organization now for almost 12 years and um, through a variety of, of re, reorgs and restructurings within Adventist Health, I've kind of had a different, a variety of paths that I've taken on the human resources side, but a lot of people don't fully understand what, what does human resources do really um, from a healthcare perspective, anything that involves our people. Um, anything related to recruitment, retention, keeping people engaged, supporting a healthy work environment and culture. Uh, these are things that um, I have direct connection to, and I have oversight responsibility for um, three hospitals in the state of Oregon, uh, Adventist Health Portland, where I reside, um, uh, Columbia Gorge, um, we have a hospital in, in uh, the Dallas, Columbia, Columbia Gorge, and um, we uh, are in the process of uh, onboarding that hospital as, as the newest addition to our family. Um, and I also have responsibility for a small critical access hospital um, in Tillamook. So you're overseeing quite a few employees then. Yeah, I have I have quite the span of responsibility um, across those three hospitals, and of course, I work very closely with our uh, our corporate partners uh, located in Roseville, California. How many uh, employees do you do you work with? Uh, we have uh, close to three thousand employees in the state of Oregon. I know here at the radio station we just had open enrollment, which a lot of people have had. What is that like for you? That sounds like a big, a big deal. <laughs> well, fortunately, I have lots of partners. Um, it's not all on my plate alone, um, but I, I work with great people um, who who support us through big events like that, like open enrollment. Um, so any any uh, large people functions that we do uh, here in the local hospitals. Um, we have lots of support, not just from the, uh, the state, but also uh, through our corporate uh, headquarters. We're talking today with Terry Johnson and Shane Voschel with uh, Adventist Health in Portland. Terry, let's come back to you. And I hear that you have started a student health care leaders program for high school students. That's correct. Um, we, are, uh, we originally started the program around uh, six years ago. And it's a program for a uh, uh, for students to show them the world of the hospital. And um, one of the things is that a lot of the students, it's high school students, uh, grades basically nine through 12. Um, and basically what we tried to let them know is that the hospital is like a city. You don't have to be just a doctor or a nurse because a lot of them, they will watch television. They think, well, hey, if I'm not a doctor or a nurse, I can never work in the hospital. But instead, they spend around 10 weeks with us and they uh, learn everything from um, what it, food services to plumbers at the hospital to doctors to nurses, you name it. So they get a, a just a, a view of it. And then it gives them an opportunity to make a decision if that's something that interests them. And that's about the age that you started, right? That's exactly. In <laughs> fact, that's how the whole program was based off of that. Um, I, I never forget when I came back to Portland after being gone in Washington, D.C. Um, I was sitting at my desk one day, and I remembered a um, uh, my cousin Timmy. He's actually my, my um, niece's cousin, but I call him little Timmy. 
And Timmy um, um, is an African-American kid and just couldn't believe I worked in the hospital. And his words to me, do you actually see and talk to a doctor and a nurse? And I said, yes, this was the only time I ever see that if someone gets shot around here, then we may be able to go visit their parent. And it dawned on me that there's a whole generation of young people um, who will never get an opportunity to um, see the hospital world and, and, and to realize that this is something that they can work in. And that's what uh, literally inspired the program. Well, it's interesting that you talked about a hospital environment being like a city. And it's run like a city. There's so many different departments. Yes. That's fascinating. So uh, you said you've been doing this program for the last six years, probably? Six years. Uh, 260 students have gone through us. Wow. And we're the only non-academic-based uh, student medical program. And what I mean by that is that most of the medical programs for a high school students, um, it's based upon your GPA. And um, all we ask is that every kid who applies have two letters. Uh, one can, can be from a teacher, a counselor, a principal, that simply said that they see potential in you. And then that will, that's what we base our students' um, entry upon. Do you have some favorite moments from the past six years? Oh, yes. I can just... Um, <laughs> How much time uh, do we got? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, one particular uh, young lady um, who is actually practicing now nutrition, um, um, she was inspired with the nutrition department and didn't realize that there's a whole group of people that just work with diabetic patients. And she says, you know what? I'm doing that for my grandmother. She was 17, about to graduate. I'm the one who does my, my, all my meals for my grandmother already. I make sure what she eats. And I'm working at Taco Bell after school. And on top of that, I have to come home and pick up my little sister uh, and then go back to work and make the food. And um, when she found out that she could actually uh, work there in our nutrition department, she got a job in our nutrition department making more money than she was at Taco Bell. And then they were able to uh, start her on her journey. And now she has uh, finished University of Portland and she's a nutritionist working in a hospital. That's great. Wow. Do you follow up with most of the students? Yes. We, uh, um, we have what we call a reunion um, every year, and then we do these little Facebook parties and uh, keep up where they're going and what's happening with them. Have any of them become doctors or nurses? They have not reached that phase yet, but they are definitely, currently right now, we have 19 uh, nursing students at University of Portland that were part of our program. Awesome. That's great. I guess in six years since you started this program, it'd be a little tough to become a doctor. Yes. <laughs> They're getting there. <laughs> what kind of uh, need is out there for nurses? I, I know there's been a, a severe nursing shortage. Oh, Shane probably can speak on that a little bit better than I can, but okay. I know it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's extremely challenging, uh, not just for Adventist Health Portland, but in healthcare in general. Um, you know, the, the pandemic really had a significant impact on uh, people's decision making about whether they want to go into healthcare, whether whether they want to stay in healthcare, um, and when you have those types of dynamics, which were unprecedented for us, it's really impacted the feeder schools. Um, it's impacted, um, you know, just the stability that we have in the work environment. The acuity of patients has gone up, and so it's even more challenging to to provide patient care. And when you have seasoned people that leave. The profession and you're replacing them with new grads 
you know, new people who are fresh, fresh graduates out of uh, nursing programs, um, they're they're coming into contact with patients that have much higher levels of acuity than than what than what we are used to seeing. Uh, fortunately, the pandemic has started to wane a bit, but the the lingering effects of what the pandemic has created has made it very difficult to find nurses and other uh, specialty types of, of roles that, that are in, critical to providing care in a hospital. There's been such burnout, right? Lots of burnout, lots of mental health challenges that have uh, been exacerbated. How do you convince uh, new incoming nurses that the burnout, they, they may, may get burned out, they may not get burned out? How do you convince them to come in? Well, I think you want to make sure that you are helping them to recognize what are the internal support systems that we have, what are the ways in which we are uh, trying to ensure that we are mitigating the risk of people getting to burnout stages. And there's also legislation happening in the state that impacts ratios, ratios of, of patient care providers to, to patients. Um, so there's internal things that we're doing, and then there's also things that the state are doing, that the state is doing from a regulatory perspective. Yeah, that was a tough couple of years. It was a very <laughs> tough couple of years. So Shane, Adventist Health has recently partnered with COPE, is that how you say Coke it? Coke Health Solutions. To provide uh, medical assistance training and certification in a health scholars program. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, we're super excited about this partnership. Um, it's actually a great, um, a great um, add-on to the student healthcare leaders uh, program that Terry was talking about. The difference is this is really targeting post-high school graduates, uh, young people, people who uh, have an interest maybe in healthcare, people who might see healthcare as not being accessible to them, people who might want to learn more about healthcare. So the Health Scholars Program is sort of like a, a um, an augment, augmented educational opportunity for young people to be able to get some experience in various uh, departments in the healthcare setting. Um, and it's, it's something that if they find that they really enjoy this through the exposure that they get, they're able to potentially take on permanent positions with, uh, within the organization. And then the MA program is, is as best I can describe it, it's us divide, uh, uh, creating our own school. So there's other schools in the Portland metro area, um, but we're we're creating essentially our own school uh, through uh, through the COPE program, and uh, they they will be helping us uh, find people to come into the program and people that we can be uh, putting through didactic education um, as well as um, clinical uh, clinical uh, clinical experience, so that they can sit for their uh, their certification exam. And then ultimately, because they're going through our program, we would look to hire as many of them as we can. And we're looking to have our first cohort uh, start um, in 2024, and we're probably going to have 12 to 14 students go through it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Adventist Health Portland has been uh, involved with the uh, Walla Walla nursing program? Yeah, we have Walla Walla University is uh, on our campus, literally right okay. next door to us. Um, it's it's a nursing campus. Um, it's connected to the main campus of Walla Walla University, which is located in College Place, Washington. Um, so the second, uh, the third and fourth year um, of the four-year nursing program that students in College Place and the College Place campus go through, they finish their final two years on our campus. 
Um, it's it's a, a great opportunity for us to be um, recruiting from from um, from the the nurses that are going through that program and finishing their program there. Um, there's a variety of ways in which we work with them. We have students that come into our clinical environment and and get um, get experience connected to their education, um, and they use this to help better inform the the path they may wish to take from a nursing perspective because there's a lot of disciplines within nursing um, they also at times have opportunities to take on part-time positions or per diem positions um, while they're finishing their education at walla walla which further uh, gives them exposure and experience and then the other thing that we do with them is we have like mock interviewing processes that we do with them where we have nursing managers from our campus that will go over to the to the nursing campus and sit with students um, and go through mock interviewing with them to help prepare them for the next step of their journey when they're finishing their education so that they're best, best positioned to be able to get a job. Yeah, that's so important because that's the training you don't get, right? Is how to pass an interview. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You've got all the medical training in the world, but if you can't sell yourself, yep. that's, that's tough. Yep. Terry, let me ask you, it might be confusing to some of our listeners that Adventist Health Portland is involved with OHSU. How is, what is, tell me about that involvement. Uh, that happened in around 2016, and it's, uh, we're all part of what we call uh, OSHU Health, where it's a kind of a tied combination with Hillsborough uh, Medical Center, um, Adventist Health Portland, and then with the main campus of OSHU, and uh, Connected Call Center, um, and, and Shane probably can expand upon that even a little bit more. But um, um, it's been this partnership uh, that we've had since 2016. Yeah, we are independently functioning organizations, but we're part of all part of the OHSU Health Network. Got it. And so uh, this has been an evolving relationship over the last several years where we're looking for ways to best provide care to the communities in which we serve. We've got people on the east side that need servicing, need, need patient care support, that if it's more convenient for them to be able to come through Adventist Health Portland as opposed to going to the Hill, um, we look for ways to, to, to make the experience for the patient the best it can possibly be. And so I think the, the ge geographical spread that we have between Adventist Health Portland, Hillsborough Medical Center, and OHSU's main campus really give us the best opportunity to provide care to the patient in the ways that are most beneficial to them. Is Adventist Health Portland up on the hill too, or are you you're in different yeah, locations? We're different east locations, side, east side of Portland, okay. east side of Portland. Yeah. And for example, I have um, relatives, um, um, particular one aunt that lives um, in in Gresham, and she's on an experimental uh, medication, and for uh, she would have to drive from Gresham all the way up to the hill to get that particular medication. And now that we have an OSHU uh, pharmacy on our campus, she can just drive a couple miles from our house, get it without looking for parking on the hill, all that stuff. And so it really has just made it such a convenience in the community. Yeah, that's great. Oh, Terry, while we're talking to you, uh, it says here you're a trained chaplain. Yes, a, a chaplain, a, a chaplain and also a licensed counselor. Tell me about that. Uh, yes. Um, one of the things um, that we I love about our hospital is that um, we believe in the mind, body, and soul. We've been practicing that since 1869, um, um, that phrase. It, it takes all three of those uh, to really make a person whole, especially when they're sick. 
And so um, we offer spiritual care. And what spiritual care looks like at our hospital, that if you're a patient, uh, we will ask you, is spiritual care important to you? And you can say no or yes. If you do say yes, we'll ask you the very next question. Are you a member of a community of faith? You may say, yes, I'm a Buddhist. And then we'll ask, would it be helpful for you if we brought someone of your spiritual tradition up to be with you as you go through this journey? And so, um, Gary, I spend um, probably half my time in the community. If you were to visit my office, we have a list of 57 different faith leaders, everything from Wiccan to Native American healers to Baptist, you name it. And so what we do is keep this relationship in the community uh, with these different uh, communities of faith. And then if someone requests that, and then we're able to bring someone in to help them through that spiritual journey. And so I oversee that in making sure uh, that that question is offered to every patient. What do your patients think of that? That must be uh, like really welcoming. It really, uh, the way we do it is probably um, one of the most unique ways in Portland. And a lot of times as a chaplain, um, I can act like I'm a priest or whatever, but it really doesn't, it really doesn't make, it, it really doesn't help the patient if they don't have someone of their own traditional uh, background, traditional background. And so um, um, that's what we try to do is just as much as possible um, to keep that going. So you, you wouldn't be surprised you see me at our lunch cafeteria eating with a monk one day, the next day I'm with a Catholic priest, um, uh, just keeping those relationships going. That's so great. How What a cool thing. Where did you find all these different faiths, these people in these different faiths that want to Want to be uh, with different ministry uh, ministry associations, uh, uh, getting out there to different uh, um, spiritual health fairs and different things like that, and this keeping that partnership going. That's great. And you have uh, started a chaplaincy, uh, healthcare chaplaincy program. Tell me about that. Yes, it's called clinical pastoral education, and we train people to become chaplains. Uh, to be able to ask the questions, just like I, I, I've said there. And we've um, so far trained around 69 uh, chaplains, uh, people to be, get their chaplain's license. And so we are a board-certified chaplaincy training school there at Adventist Health. Oh, excellent. Shane, let me ask you, um, if somebody is looking to get into the, or, or you're trying to help somebody just make a decision to get into the health care field, how would you do that? Well, you know, the first thing I would do is kind of piggy, to piggyback on something that Terry talked about earlier. Um, healthcare, there's a lot more doors within healthcare than what people fully realize. And when you're talking about young people who are not well informed about what do hospitals do, what do big healthcare systems offer, um, without some without some education, without the right kind of support people will feel that perhaps my education, my background, my experience would not allow me to be, uh, would not allow this industry to be accessible to me. And so what, what, I, what I really try to focus in on is making sure that um, we're doing all that we can to inform and influence people about the opportunities that exist within healthcare. And very importantly, how can we support people in whatever way they need to be supported in being able to make that healthcare journey. Some people might want to go down a patient care path where they're actually interfacing with patients, and others may want to go down a path where it's supporting patient care, but not directly interfacing with the patients. And we need everybody. We need people from 
all of those different avenues to support a, a significant operation like a, a large hospital. Yeah, if somebody isn't thinking of the patient care path, where do they get the training for the other aspects of hospital work? We do a lot of on-the-job training, uh, for one, for any of the technical uh, components that might be required. If there's any sort of uh, certification or licensure that might be required for a position, we would want to encourage people to consider coming and working for us, perhaps in a position that does not require that certification or licensure, but we can financially support you give you some flexible scheduling that will allow you to pursue the certification and licensure that might be required for a position that might be of interest to you. Um, so what we really want to encourage people to do is to consider looking at us as an opportunity, knowing that even if you're not sure what you want to be doing long term, you can get your you can get a foot in the door, you can get a start, and through some experience and exposure and time, you can potentially find a path that we can help support you uh, going through. Yeah, earlier on in this interview, we talked about how a lot of people watch television. They think yes. a hospital only has doctors and nurses. That's yes. it. There's right. so much more to it. There is a lot more to it. Oh, Terry, you see the kids light up when they um, are behind the scenes. We had a kid recently um, um, that got into IT. He just didn't realize that IT is such an important Important part of the hospital, oh, yeah. And um, now this young person is doing IT um, um, for a hospital system in our area, but he never knew that that was a possibility. Yeah, Terry, what would you tell someone who's considering getting into the healthcare field in, in some way? I would say uh, find your passion. Uh, um, just really, uh, just find your passion. I've seen those who have lasted long term are those that are doing something that they're really interested in, whether it's plumbing, cooking, it doesn't make a difference. But I just really encourage to find your passion and to listen to your calling. And those are the ones that I, I've seen that have just really thrived in their uh, healthcare experience. Excellent. This has been a fascinating conversation. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on the show. Thank Our you. pleasure. Thank you for having us. From Adventist Health Portland, we were talking today with Terry Johnson, Community and Mission Integration Vice President, and Shane Bochelle, Human Resources Executive. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.